Welcome to the Macro Millionaire Podcast with Jesse and Erica Dale, where we explore how to get the most out of life, focusing on purpose, passion, and prosperity. Welcome, everyone, to the Macro Millionaire Podcast. Happy to have you. And we are doing our March Madness uh, series. So what the March Madness series is, is we are taking entrepreneurs that uh, we have relationships with and just hearing what their story is, how they grew or how they got into entrepreneurialism, why they got into it, and a little bit more about their story. And we're hoping to see if we're going to be able to find some similarities uh, in the people that uh, that we'll be interviewing this month. So first up, I'm pumped about, we have Jason Patterson. He is the owner of Warrior Fit Nutrition. And I'm especially pumped about him because we've gotten to have kind of a firsthand sight of, uh, of, of him and his nutritional counseling business and, and seeing the rapid growth that it has. So it was really cool to, uh, to just see that right in front of our face. So Jason, if you want to kind of just introduce yourself and a little bit about your story. Yeah, awesome guys. So first of all, thanks for having me. Uh, my name is Jason Patterson. I am a married man, father of five, uh, blended family. And my story just, uh, as far as how I became an entrepreneur and kind of what guided me there, I had sales experience. Um, you know, I came out of college and actually actually left, uh, did not finish college and did not finish my college degree because I got a job at Coca-Cola um, and I went into sales and I worked that sales job for 14 years. Uh, some different things happened throughout my term at Coca-Cola. Um, I, was, I was number one in sales for, for the last four years of my career. And uh, we had went through a buyout. Um, I know it's crazy to think, but Coke, Coke went through a buyout. And it was one of those things that was like, well, you know, you've got several different opportunities here. Um, I loved what I did, but it wasn't necessarily my passion, so to say. I loved being with people. I loved sales. But it just, there was something else out there. And what that was, I had no idea. Hmm. Um, but they came in, they bought us out, they offered several different severance packages. So me being the person that I was, I went to my boss and I asked, I said, you know, I'd like to see the severance package. And he's like, no, Jason, you're, you're kidding me, right? And I said, no, I'm serious. I, I want to see the severance package. Um, you know, there's going to be two people that are going to end up losing their job. And he said, but you're safe. I said, I, I'd just like to see it. You know, there's other people out here that I, I know there's I know there's something else for me out there. I just don't know what, and maybe I can help somebody else and keep their job. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's kind of exactly what happened. Um, I went out on a out on a whim, and you know I came home and I talked to Ashley about it. We had just only been together for about three months into our relationship, so um, you know, and she was kind of the same thing. She, she had a uh, preschool, she was a preschool teacher beforehand and, uh, you know, took things and, and said, you know, what? I think I want to do kind of something similar. I've always wanted to open a daycare out of the house. And I said, well, you know what? Now's the perfect time. I'm taking a two-year severance package. Let's, uh, let's do this. Let's open a daycare. And that's kind of what I did. Um, that led me into a network marketing uh, company. And uh, I jumped on that network marketing company, and that's kind of where my whole entrepreneur career began. 
Uh, I ran that for, uh, let's see, almost two and a half years, Uh, two and a half years before the opportunity of this health and wellness business came to me. Um, And I just really feel like that kind of prepared me for where I was going and how this has all transpired, uh, you know, into some of the successes that I've had. So it sounds like there was always kind of a, a, a desire or something for entrepreneurialism. Is, is, is that kind of what I'm hearing? Like, cause yeah. from what yeah. I know, I mean, sales is one of the number one uh, paying businesses out there. You know yeah. what I mean? You can sell, you're always going to have a job and you're always going to have a well-paying job. I grew up in sale in health club uh, sales. Uh, so what made you kind of take that leap to that security? You know, was it something that you felt inside of you or? Yeah, I think for me, it was, I had done that for 14 years and I was tired of not getting paid what I felt I was worth. Now, don't get me wrong. I made good money with Coca-Cola, but I was a salary employee and it wasn't, it was making the same amount of money no matter what. And it wasn't, Mm -hmm. it wasn't just the fact that I showed up at five 30 in the morning and I may not leave till seven 38 o'clock at night. Right. And when you have five kids, you can imagine how difficult that is on your schedule. Having to tell your kids that you're going to miss out on this and miss out on that and not be able to be a part of their their life and see them grow yeah. up. I yeah. didn't miss out on those things. Just knowing you, Jason, I mean, you and Ashley, you go to every event. So hearing that you used to have to miss your kids' events and the games and the I mean, that's yeah. all I see on your social media is yeah. you backing and, and yeah. supporting your kids. So that in itself is huge, I think. For you. Yeah, no, absolutely. So in, in not being paid what you're worth, I mean, that kind of puts you in a, in a environment of mediocrity because it's like, hey, if I give, I mean, you're going to give 100%. That's the type of man that you are. But yeah. it's kind of like, hey, I'm giving 110% and, you know, your, that pay or that compensation is just fixed. Yeah, absolutely. You you just you felt great about what you did at the end of the day, but again, there was always that part that was eating at me that was I was missing out on family life. I was missing out on all of that. And there wasn't honestly, there wasn't no amount of money in the world that could have made up for that. To see yeah. my kids getting to those teenage years where they were getting involved and getting active in things, you know, whether it be sports or programs at school, whatever it was. I didn't want to have to be the one coming home and look at them and seeing the, how upset they were when I told them that, well, dad's going to miss another event because he's got to. Yeah. That's wow. Huge. Yeah. That's a huge motivator. What would you say your biggest fear that you, I mean, you might've just answered this, but what would you say your biggest fear of just going all in on yourself, yeah, taking that leap, you know, taking that leap on yourself? Yeah. So not only that and missing out on, on a lot of the stuff that the kids were doing, but probably the biggest fear I had was when I initially did it because everybody knew me as Mr. Coca-Cola. I mean, that's <laughs> who I was. Um, and identity. yeah, the biggest, the, so the biggest fear was listening to all these folks telling me that I was going to fail because I had no, I had no plan. I literally walked away from Coca-Cola with a two year severance package and benefits and had no idea what I was going to do. And everybody thought I was crazy. They expected (laughs) me to fail, you know, Um, at that point for 14 years, that's all I knew. So I had a comfort zone and that was, that was my comfort zone, but that's where I began to kind of realize that, Hey, in order to, 
to do what you want to do, to make your own schedule, to create a legacy for your family to follow, mm. you're going to have to break out of that comfort zone. You're going to have to do those new things. And you know what? Go out and prove those haters wrong. Yeah. That, that's, that's exactly what I had to do. And that was, that was probably one of my biggest motivators was just the fact that there were so many, so many close friends and even family members that yeah. looked me in the eye and told me I was crazy. And I, I got just kind of took it by the horns and said, you know what? I'm going to prove you wrong. That was the fuel to my fire. Yeah. You know, I found, and there's so many similarities in our stories. I can like literally copy and paste this for myself, <laughs> but yeah, it was the same way uh, for myself. And I found that fear can either be a motivator. Like you can use that, that, that devil's tool to actually for your benefit, almost, you know, using the old, the, the old tool against them almost, but it also paralyzes a lot of people. Yeah. You know, and I had the same thing when we went to buy our, uh, our, my first, anytime my mom was like, well, what's your exit strategy? So she was already like, Hey, what are you going to do when it bankrupts? Cause 85% of small businesses fail. You know what I mean? Like, right. sure. and, and she was coming from a loving place. You know what I mean? But I, that thought had never even occurred to me. Right. So I'm like exit strategy. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. We as humans, I mean, we chase, we chase p- pleasure, right? We all right. want pleasure. Sure. But we would rather avoid the pain. And it sounds like the pain of you missing out on your kids was yes. way stronger than the pain of what's next. Like I oh, yeah. have a plan. And I think that that's incredible because so many people out there and, and I'm assuming a lot of our listeners can probably really relate to that. Yeah. Like we're in situations that they're painful. And so kind of figuring out what's more painful. Yeah. One of my biggest struggles in entrepreneurialism is getting people to bust past their fear, you know, into the realm of possibility to believe in themselves. Yep. What, what advice would you, what advice would you give a listener who maybe they're looking at an opportunity, uh, but they're just, they're, they're scared. They're, they're comfortable, you know, or maybe they are, they aren't uncomfortable, but, but busting, how did that make them feel even more uncomfortable? You know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, as, as far as that kind of type of advice, I mean, thing that, the thing that I feel everybody has to know about themselves is what defines you. You've got to be open to that growth. Um, you know, so many people dwell on the past and you cannot live in the past. You've got to take responsibility. You've got to believe in the future. You've got to believe in yourself. So your past doesn't continue to go through that vicious cycle, mm-hmm. you know, because a lot of times so many people just get caught up in that, again, that comfort zone we talked about, and it is a vicious cycle for them and they don't know how to get out of it. Um, you know, one, one of the favorite, one of my favorite quotes, and it comes from, you know, a podcast that I listen to quite often, but um, the successful typically have had a, have had a difficult past as well. Right. But instead of using the past as an excuse, they use it as fuel to drive them forward. Right. I love that. Yeah. And that, that's something that I've kind of, that stuck with me in the beginning of this when I first started. And, you know, it's just like, continue to use it as fuel. Don't ever yeah. get caught up using it as an excuse. And a lot of times I'll catch myself talking to people and I'll say, you know what? Forget it. That was an excuse. We're not going to worry about those excuses. This is how we're going to get past it. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just something, that's something, know what defines you. And that right there, that, that does define me, you know, not using my past because I, you know, I could use all, everything that's happened to me in my past and I could go into a huge long story of things that have happened. Yeah. But I don't dwell on that. 
And right. people, you know, a lot of us have <clears throat> excuses. We'll use your word that are legitimate. That yeah. that yeah. that our friends, our family, our sure. peers would let us get away with. Yep. You no, know? yeah. but you have to be bigger than that. You have to overcome that and not allow that to be a crutch because you can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think that's that's one of the the things that a great entrepreneurial uh, spirit does or a coach is they don't take the excuses. I know that when when Erica bought into uh, an opportunity. I think it was like 1200 bucks and she had 200. She didn't have it. I mean, what, what better excuses there is like, Hey, see the bank account. The money isn't there. And yeah. I don't know what you get when you sell a TV or something. I don't, I don't remember. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, but you know, Hopefully everything was legal. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. But you know, just made it happen. And to me, it's about growth. Yeah. You know, we will do anything like say we're, we're, we're living in, like out of a cardboard box or so we're living in huge scarcity. We'll do whatever we can clawing and working, get five jobs, whatever to get to mediocre, but yep. then we stop growing. It's like the mediocre zone, the comfort zone. We just stop growing. But if we applied half the effort from, from getting from bad to mediocre, if we applied half that, that effort, we would get from mediocre to greatness is what I yeah, Absolutely. You know, and, and getting people to just be like, Hey, you do have this in you, you know, look, look seven years ago where you were now look at where you are now, apply what you did seven years ago and you're going to get on into, into greatness. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I mean, uh, you know, one thing I always look at and one thing that I say all the time is, you know, we're not always given the same equal opportunities, but we all have the opportunity to be better than we were yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I, I'm a big fan of divorce the result, marry a growth driven process. Yep, absolutely. You know, there's a, a, a book I'm reading. They interview a Japanese and Japanese are like known for their business acumen and, you know, it's, it's crazy. And they say, hey, what do you want to get your company to? And he's like $5 billion. And they ask, okay, what time frame? And he, he just says 300 years. You know, it's like the, the and, and the 5 billion was astronomical. That's why the interviewer was like, well, in what time frame? Because they're always growing. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I feel like when you're not growing, when you say, hey, when this happens, I'll do this, you're, you're putting just a cap on yourself. And we're made for unlimited growth. That's, that's the great part of being human. We're not trees. You know what I mean? We can always pick up from a situation and, and grow in different soils and, and whatnot. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So I think um, as we kind of wrap up, but when you gave a little bit of this, I mean, Jason, you guys have if you don't know Jason, you need to, but <laughs> what I've seen in just the few months of really, you know, kind of partnering up is his work ethic. Um, and he just, he just doesn't stop. He just goes and he does it and he, he sets his mind to what's going to happen. And that's what he goes and achieves. I think that there's a lot of people that are looking, that, that have that desire, that dream of being their own boss, of being an entrepreneur. And I mean, I don't, I think anyone can go out and do it. Um, but I think that they maybe they don't have the realistic, like the actual hard work that it takes. Like, it sounds great. Like I'm my mm. own boss, but you know, people, they, they'll say to us like, Oh, well, you guys travel all the time. Well, we have, we have businesses that allow us to travel and our businesses don't ever stop, but that doesn't mean we're just laying on the beach and our phones are in the hotel room, right? <laughs> we're working nonstop. Yeah. So for those listeners that are maybe thinking of like getting into an opportunity or, or becoming an entrepreneur, what would be maybe one or two pieces of advice that you would mm. tell them yeah. 
Yeah, so I, I mean, the first thing I'm going to tell anybody is don't be afraid to fail because mm. it's going to happen. But how you respond to failure and how you grow from your failures is what's going to define you. I talked about that earlier, you know, yeah. knowing what defines you. Um, you know, I know what my purpose is and I'm constantly wanting to improve my life. So I constantly have my why in mind and I know why I exist. You know, I'm here to help as many people as possible, take all the money away from it. How can I continue to grow and how can I learn from the things that I do on a daily basis? Um, that's probably my number one bit of advice right there is just do not be afraid to fail because it happens to the best people in the world. Yeah. If, yeah. if you're not failing, you're never going to grow. Yeah. And you have to be open to that growth mindset. Yeah. And I, and I believe in business, you don't fail until that close sign comes up. So as long as you keep growing, your business is, is, is fine. Your business is growing daily. It doesn't fail until you decide and take the action and say, okay, I'm putting the close sign up. You know? Right. Yeah. yeah. And when, when you're in the business of, of, of helping other people, that close sign is never going to go up. It's always yeah. going to remain open and you're going to go through the different seasons. Sure. And, you know, being an entrepreneur, it is very scary. It, it can be. And a lot of times, you know, for me, uh, before I got into my MLM business, for example, I was one of them that I was too busy knocking the opportunity that I didn't hear the opportunity knocking. Right. <laughs> I love that. It, it was one of those things that seriously, I'm, oh, no, you're MLM. It's a scam, blah, blah, right. blah. Well, all the things you ever heard. And then yeah. because I said yes and decided to step out of that comfort zone, that's what propelled me to be able to do this and open the door for me to start Warrior Fit Nutrition and Wellness. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, yeah. don't knock the opportunity. Maybe take that, take that opportunity. And oh, yeah. I love that. I am, I'm writing that down. That's awesome. That is so funny. So one other question that I, I just thought of. So we talked a lot about work ethic, uh, your drive, your identity. What do you do to create margin in your, in your life? I mean, you, you, like you said, you got blended family, five kids, an awesome wife. So how do you create margin in your life to, to make sure that you know, sanity is kept and, and you're growing in all realms of life? Yeah, I mean, I'm a pretty, <laughs> I'm a pretty well-tuned as far as routine goes. Um, you know, I've got a schedule that I stick by, and it's just trying to, I guess, incorporate that and stick to it. Everybody pretty much knows my routine for the day, um, but just making sure that, I've been a people pleaser in the past and I know that in order to take care of the others that mean the most around me, I've got to take care of myself. Sure. So, you know, I'm, I'm one that is very, very close with God. I make sure that that's a non-negotiable for me every morning that I have my quiet time. I'm praying, I'm going to the gym, you know, I'm doing those things and incorporating all of that in. And that all is how I start my day. And the quiet time and prayer is how I end my day. Awesome. Um, so and just stay, staying close to God, I mean, that really just keeps me in that holistic manner to where I feel like I can get through anything. Love yeah. it. So it sounds like you schedule margin into your life. It's a non-negotiable. Absolutely. You know? Yep. That's so awesome. huge. I love it. 
All right. So kind of in closing. So, okay. So, Hey, how do people find out about you? So, I mean, I'm, I'm sure many of our listeners are, they're entrepreneurs and maybe they're, they're not creating margin in their life by uh, their health and, and their fitness. How can they find you and maybe uh, plug into, uh, to what you have going on? Yeah, absolutely. So Warrior Fit Nutrition and Wellness, there's a Facebook page out there that uh, you can find. You can also find me uh, at Jason Patterson 1981 on Facebook and at Warrior Fit 815 on Instagram. So um, plug into me, message message me, and I'll, I respond pretty quickly with all of that. Sweet. Awesome. Well, we really appreciate your time. Uh, this has been uh, hugely energetic for me and, and, and I'm, I'm energized and uh, <laughs> it took a lot away. So yes. really appreciate uh, you coming on and uh, yeah, for our listeners, check this guy out. Yep. Definitely check out Jason and thanks for hopping on today um, this week and plug in next week. We're going to be doing the series with different entrepreneurs uh, who are just out there crushing it. So yeah. you guys definitely <laughs> want to tune in, get the tips, get the tricks and figure out how to implement it in your business. So thanks for being a listener. Thanks for joining us on today's Macro Millionaire Podcast. Please be sure to subscribe and leave a millionaire review. Until next time, keep working toward the abundant life you deserve.